Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I will be talking about all the things that are being magnificent about Red and Football Club this week. It's going to be a very, very short show. <laughs> this week I'm joined by Jacob Klein. Hello again, everyone. Good evening. Hello. Mr. Jacob. I mean, <laughs> full disclosure, I mean, we do have someone else with us here as well, and, you know, we'll get on to him shortly, but um, I, in the hours between me leaving work and getting here tonight, um, I have snuck in half a glass of wine, so I so I cannot be held responsible for what I say or do uh, in regards to Reading Football Club uh, over the next hour. Uh, got my disclaimer in early. I'd just like to say... That is Jacob speaking. He, <laughs> he does not represent Elmpart Rose in any way or form. I won't be invited back again. Yeah, certain members of the first team uh, squad um, may not want to consult their libel or lawyers <laughs> in the next hour. So also we have uh, Nathan Sala with us. Hello, Nathan. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good <laughs> evening. Oh, I mean, yeah. I feel like the next hour is going to smack a bit of a, uh, I, an I, impromptu therapy I mean, session. Really. To be honest with you, I think a lot of the squad had half a bottle of wine last night. To be, <laughs> judging by only half, half, a, only half, half a glass for me. Honestly, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've been very moderate, very restrained. I could have, I could have put the whole thing away. <laughs> so let's go on to the uh, well. Uh, I don't know what the word to use for last night. Uh, kind of. It was a match. Mm. That was it, wasn't it, really? It was just mm. another match of this season, which just seems to be the same every week. We kind of turn up for a few minutes in a game and then the opposition score. It yeah. seems to be the pattern that we yeah. seem to follow virtually every single game. At mm. home, anyway. Away, yeah. we seem to be even worse. But what's your thoughts on it? Just quickly, before we get into more detail, Nath. Yeah, um, the word I would use to describe last night was uh, disgraceful. Disgraceful. Um, yep, I thought it was horrendous um, from start to finish. I thought the tempo was wrong. Um, what we're doing in that second half, I've got no idea. We started playing for a draw after about 60 minutes. Um, and you, How you're doing that against a team as poor as Bolton are on paper, I've got no idea. You should be... The players we have, they should have individual pride and take the game to Bolton. Bolton have come there to sit back. And then to match that, we have then sat back as well. Hmm. It, so it just nullified the whole second half. It was an absolutely shocking performance. I've got no idea how some people are finding that positive. No idea. No. No, I, I, no it definitely wasn't positive. It was just... Yeah, I mean, one person who thinks it was a positive result was um, our glorious leader, uh, Yap Stam, who the, the first thing he said to the, the press after the game was, um, it was a good point, it's an important point. It's, uh, In fact, I think he even referred to the, the match, in quotation marks, as um, a result. That was a good result, everyone. We, we got a point against a struggling Bolton team. Um, for me, the most fascinating thing is considering... How um, the lineup itself is prone to change week on week, either as a result of injury or Stam's random team generator that he seems to be using. What amazes me is that for as much as the lineup can change, the performances don't at all. No, never. Um, it's um, last night. You you could you could predict how it was going to go down from the first whistle. Um, first half. You know, have glimpses of promise, um, throw in three odd loose passes, stupid mistakes. Bolton should be two up. Uh, I'd say the only thing that was a change from the norm 
is that um, they they had a guilt edge chance at the other end and then we went down the other end and scored and usually that seems to be, be the opposite yeah, we have a brilliant chance to score and then the opposition will score so but overall it was the same as we're used to by now and really not much uh, cause for cheer or celebration Paul no not really you look at the second half and I totally agree we just didn't turn up both teams didn't turn up but for Bolton there's clearly a better result mm. away from home against a team that's with one place below above them, I think now, but yes. well, obviously we were before. Nothing's changed yeah. there, but I just feel that we just. Why would we not try and get a win there? I've got we didn't have to go kamikaze. Yeah, Bolton are hardly throwing everything at us. I, yeah. I've got one of my left field theories, Paul. Oh, okay, <laughs> here okay. we go. Start the, X, start the X Files yeah, theme in the background. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> what time did we kick off last night? Uh, eight, that was eight, eight o'clock. o'clock. What time did the other teams below us kick off? Oh, I see. Seven forty-five. Oh, so, what if what if both managers last day of the season yeah. already? What if, <laughs> yeah. what, what if both? But if Parkinson and Stan knew the results of the other games and thought, if we get a point here, we're going to be one point above them, mm. one point further to safety. What if word so. got to them and they thought yeah. we're going to go cagey now? We don't need to. Neither of us need to go for it and risk it. To, yeah. to chip in with what you're saying, Paul, about why didn't we just go for it for the first time this season? Why didn't we set up to actually get at a team? Um, Stam sent out a statement with his team selection. He was obviously trying to slap the wrists of people that hadn't been performing and whatever, like Ilori, Blackett, Vandenberg, you name it. But instead, what ended up happening is that you, you have players that could have been given a real confidence boost with a win, you know, your Ilori's and your Blackett's, and they've been left completely out, and instead we've got a mediocre result anyway. So it hasn't helped anyone's confidence it hasn't helped us at all in terms of league standing. We're still at the mercy of the teams below us. And I think above all, it's just a real opportunity missed. No, totally. I, I, that was a six-pointer last night. Mm. No one can convince me that a draw. And also, we've come out of the game, which we probably should have lost. Mm. I'm not yeah. sure what confidence you really take out of that match. When we've played a team as poor as Bolton... And that is with a lot of disrespect, yeah. and I'm not going to pretend <laughs> that they were in any way good. Yeah. They're just so frustrating yeah. when you see there's an opportunity there. And yet again, we do not want to take it. And the manager says, that's a positive. No, yeah. that's not a positive. No. Yeah. It really is not. And it's so mm. frustrating. And you, but the thing is, though, in the first half especially, we've made Adam LaFondra look like some sort of world-beating striker. Well, if you're giving him passes yeah. like Kane mm. did, and you haven't let him have a one-on-one. It, it, I mean, this guy is... He's not been a regular starter in a team for about three years, I don't think. No. And no. he's outpacing everyone yes. and running at people, scaring them. And I understand that with Holmes because it's his first game. I understand mm. why an experienced guy like Lafondra would, yes, would um, rip him to shreds at, at times. But Liam yeah. Moore shouldn't be. And no. nor should... Um, mm. Who else was at the back last night? Well, Gunter. Yeah. Gunter yeah, as well Gunter was guilty a couple of times of backing well, off. Well, yeah, let's move on to the goal that we scored. Yeah. Um, actually... We did something that actually came, I think, originally from a misunderstanding, the throwing that Bolton had between Gunter and Edwards, if yeah. I remember. And yeah. there was a little bit of a kind of um, mm. on-field tiff, which, you know, doesn't really bother me, to be honest. It's better than... Flying, the, flying the banner for Wales, those yeah. two. You know? yeah, this is exactly what I said. I said, oh, those two have only probably played together about 100 times. <laughs> so, mm. no, it was... So then was a good flick from Martin to Barrow. I don't know how he managed to score from there. You no. could probably look at the goalkeeper and say that was a bit poor there. But 
We'll take any goal. It again, it's all credit to Barrow because yes. um, I saw the statistic. Now, I mean, it's no secret that he's scored the most goals for us this season. He's up to nine now, I think, yeah. which is pretty good for someone who's come into a struggling team, only signed in the summer, didn't pull up trees for Swansea and certainly didn't for Leeds on loan. Um, to score nine goals in this team is pretty good going. But also, he's our leading assist yes. maker as well. Yeah. So most goals, most assists, and yet he was benched against Derby. Right, so yeah. our best player or our most impactful attacking player in a team that can't seem to attack is Barrow, and he proved that last night. And yet, Stan benches him against Derby. Um, so for me, you know, the the fact that Barrow scored, you know, it really was a bonus when we weren't expecting it, and then we just couldn't build on that at all. We just looked so poor defensively, mm. and in that first half, we were just shaky in all positions. Yeah, it wasn't one when you say, "Oh, this one player is having a poor no. game." No, we were just getting, we were just making so many basic errors, mm. like I just said with yeah. the Liam Kelly back pass. Mm. I mean, I don't even was it even a back pass? It was just a pass to nowhere, wasn't he was, it? He wasn't. It wasn't really neither one thing or the other. Really, was no, it? it was just it was in between, wasn't it? Yeah. He was trying to be a bit clever, I think, with a little no look. Ball yeah. and not really being aware mm. himself, but I mean the, the goal was very disappointing. Yeah. Um, I don't think Yakola did any favours to himself there. I think it was very poor. He should have come out. He's, a, I mean, he's six foot five for God's sake. Come out and claim that cross. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it harks back to the fact that that was Yakola's first ever league start for us. And I, they I had believe. one, you know, he had the other one Did against he? Bolton away. I apologise, oh. I, I wish to redact that statement. Um, but it, <laughs> that's the it's wine, still, well, the wine. There you go, that's the wine speaking. Um, he, but he, either way, he hasn't started us for us a lot in the league and much this season. And he's thrown into a team to supposedly make a statement to Manone. And, um, you know, he's clearly rusty, like our entirely new look defence last night. You know, it's all very well and good playing politics and saying, oh, I'm not going to pick you because you haven't, you know, been playing to standard recently, which I get. You know, if, if you want to send a message to the players, fine. But then you don't do it against the Bolton in like a must-win game. I really don't understand it. No, it didn't make any sense uh, again. I mean, but you look at the goal and you, you see Liam Moore and LaFondre's quite a way back away from mm. it Liam Moore waits for the ball to come to him just for that split second mm-hmm. and Lafondra, as we all know he is that man who will just nip in and score from three yards and that's it his game is almost yeah. complete there yeah. he's done what he's meant to do it's exactly the type of goal and mm. you just think but how is a ball coming straight across mm. our six yard box mm-hmm. it just, with no uh, one there it just struck me of everyone was waiting for someone else to do something with it yeah. I think Moore was waiting for your cola I think Yakola was yeah. not sure of where he was or where the ball was or where Lafondra was, and it was just it was just a really but again nobody goal. wants to get a grip, you know. And yeah. it harks, but I know on Twitter this week we've been asked a lot of questions about you know how many leaders are in this team. Do we have enough leaders? Are there any leaders in this team? Um, and it and it just harks back to that. I mean, nobody wants to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and say sort it out. And it, yeah. it should be Liam. It should be Liam Moore. I've said it before mm. on this podcast. He's the most talented defender we have in that squad. Easily, yeah. he should be the one leading that defence. And I don't think he did last night. No. I think uh, I think he played better than he had recently. But then he has cost us the goal. Yeah. But, but if you look at the some of the performances he's put in recently, have been pretty poor. Yeah. Look pretty at the opposition poor. as well. The opposition yeah. weren't the best. So I mean, no. against Derby, he wasn't brilliant. Against quite a good attacking front three mm. Brentford he wasn't um, if you get the pace going up against him it's weird because he's not a slow player he's just he seems to be 
a little bit timid this season. I think he's struggling. Yeah. I think he's yeah. I think he's regressing to the mean of how we're doing as a team, uh, and I think a lot of players are guilty of that. I think it's um, you know if the entire unit is struggling as a whole, it's very easy to get sucked into just doing as badly as everyone else is doing. And for a for a while at the beginning of the season, he was really our only standout defender and now he's not even really standout he's no, regressed no, to the he other isn't. three in the back I mean, line with him no I don't think we have a standout defender at all now no, none of them no. No. I think we only have one standout player now and that's probably Mo Barrow yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, I know a couple of weeks ago we were talking about standout players full stop you know as far as um, an end of season vote goes and um, Ali perhaps he's not here anymore no about, so. it's, it's a real <laughs> struggle and it's evidential in the performances. Like you, it's a struggle to pick a man of the match every week. It really is. It is. Yeah. Well, it normally goes to the person who scores if yeah. there is one, isn't it? And that's it. So you can't really. Who's Mo, Mo Barrow right? is the only one with any credit in that team at the moment because yeah. he's the only one who takes it Chris upon Gunter. himself. Gunter has been, no, no, been good this steady. season, consistent. Yeah. But Barrow is the only one taking it upon himself to make something happen. Yeah. And, and he's got that. Uh, he hasn't got fear in him. He will try yeah. it. If it fails, he'll do it again. Whereas the other players will go into their shell. As soon as they fail at something, a pass, a run, they'll just tuck the tail in between their legs and go, oh, I'm going to stick to staying in my little square. And mm. I know we're drifting it. away from the game last night in particular, but I don't feel bad for saying this because I feel like it's it's the same as it's been in so many games this season. You know, as, a, as just a copy and paste job for what I'm about to say. But um, the players we had at the beginning of the season were not necessarily bad players. But for one reason or another... The way they're being coached, the way they're being set up to play, whatever they're being told before and during games, like you say, Nathan, they're completely retracted into themselves. They're completely devoid of confidence. Mm. And it's like all the invention and talent and confidence just been completely coached out of them. Yeah. And uh, it's been a problem now since day one this season. And it, they, they are a team that looks scared of themselves, honestly. Yeah. And it was the same last night. Yeah, that was the second half, wasn't it? They looked mm. petrified, the whole team. None of them wanted to take a risk. None of them wanted mm. to make that full mm. pass. And you see all the time, Chris Martin was totally isolated. Because mm. so, none of the midfield wanted to move up and support him because mm. they don't want to be that player that goes missing. Well, he came back, if anything. He came back yes, to, to try and did, pick up yeah. the ball. Cause, yeah. He had no option. Otherwise, yeah. he was never going to get it. I mean, it? what should have happened... At any normal circumstance, when you're playing a team like Bolton, you bring on Bavarsen to play with Martin in the second half. Mm. Yeah. But, but it was a straight swap, wasn't it? It's just bizarre. Unless yeah. Martin wasn't fit, which I don't. Didn't look like did, He looked okay because yeah. he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't doing a lot because he wasn't getting the ball. So no. you can't have been that tired. Yeah, um, I thought he did okay, Martin. Myself, I thought he did enough in the game to stay on, but mm. Yapstam and his magic substitutions. <laughs> you're never quite sure what was going to happen, but. I did kind of feel that he was going to take him off. So at the beginning of the second half, we had the Barrow incident for the maybe penalty. I Personally, I don't think it was a penalty. I think it was a more of a, I can see the goalkeeper coming and I'm going to Clyde and go into delivery. I, I, well, I thought it was, to be honest you with you. So? Yeah, I, 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 thought, I, thought it was a, I thought it was penalty. Um, and I'm normally quite uh, objective when it comes to Reading. Mm. Um, so I... I, I <laughs> Thought it was a penalty. I would have given it. No. Um, if I, was I would definitely have given it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Choice, yeah. I, because I think it was, if I remember rightly, it was the defender and the keeper. At the yes, same it time. was too. Yeah. So where it was yeah. the double up, 
That's okay. why I would have given it because yeah, it was maybe. two players coming in at once on on an attacker. So I mean, obviously, if you'd asked me what I would have liked to have happened, you know, obviously Barra's being cleaned out. It's a penalty, but if you asked me what I expected to happen, as soon as I saw that tackle, as soon as, as soon as I saw the outraged reactions of everyone around me, uh, and saw the name of who, who was refereeing, as I thought he's not going to give this, and he didn't give it because the standard of refereeing in this division, as usual, is rubbish. It is um, and um, I don't know I think people are trying to make something more of an instant that we're used to by now you know just about every game at the moment you get a contentious yeah. penalty decision it's just I, another one I of those. don't think it was one of those ones you can go oh that was a massive injustice oh, yeah, so no. I, I think it was one of those 50-50 ones that you get sometimes and sometimes you don't no. um, but I thought it was I think um, if it was given against her she'd be thinking yes mm, I think so mm, yeah, sure. it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally agree with that those. that's always a good indicator yes. isn't it you know if the tables were turned how would you feel about it and um, I'm just vague indifference really much like you know the whole season for me vague indifference it is it is really isn't it that's i mean if we just look at some of the players who came in in this uh another game that we just describe it as really so the players that really stand out ones who were the big surprises jacola i mean i gotta say he made me nervous (laughs) very very Mm. nervous he does i mean his kicking was which i've seen him play in other games Mm. and league cup matches his kicking has been one of his strengths and mm. definitely makes him stand yeah. out a bit against Manoni. Yeah, mm. it, was yeah. Yeah, it was abysmal. It, it, it was abysmal. crosses, he looked absolutely terrified. He didn't want to catch anything, did no. he? He was, no. he was very worried about that. And I, th- and I mean, what I would like to know is how quickly was he told he was going to be playing? Was he yeah. told an hour before? Was he told a day before and stuff like that? Did he have time to prepare? I think they get told a while before. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope yeah. so. I would yes. hope so. Um, <laughs> Ten minutes before the yeah, game. Yeah, I would. I would hope so. But I don't. Think, I don't think it does any anyone any favors. I would have stuck with Manoni to be honest with you, because mm. um, I think the players probably trust him a little bit more. Yeah. Now, yeah. due to experience. experience. Yeah. And this is what we need right now is experience. So I, I, I would have. I would have stuck with Manoni myself. I but. feel like any minor benefit you may get out of shaking up the lineup is completely mitigated by the positives that you would get from just having a consistent selection, if that makes sense. I would much rather, if I was manager, know who my goalkeeper is and keep him in unless he was ruled out through injuries or suspension, rather than having to shuffle the pack every few seconds. Because team selection as a whole, I'm sure we'll go on about this at length later, you know, um, the Appstam's magic team selection machine. Um, But... It just doesn't show any forward planning. Uh, if Stam was planning on picking um, Tom Holmes yesterday, certainly didn't give any indication of that by benching him in the Derby game. Or if he was had any intention to play Yarkola before last night, he hasn't given him a chance before now. So it's really short-termist, I mm. think, Stam's outlook on the team. He seems to be making up as he goes along and it really doesn't well bode well for any great scheme he's got in mind for keeping us up I think he's got no faith in many of the senior players mm. now, which is a real problem because I think the person who represents him on the pitch Vanderberg, I don't think he thinks he wants to play him now 
And that's yeah. a major problem. I mm. think that is Yap's down on the pitch. Whatever we think of him, mm. I don't think any of us are massive fans. <laughs> well, I mean, but, I've I've got a shirt. I've got a... <laughs> honestly, you, really? you, you joke. Uh, Christmas last year. Yeah, I, well, year before last even. Yeah, Joey Vandenberg. That's sure. a lot of money per letter. And I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is exactly why Jimmy Cave was such a popular pick yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it, yeah. That's no, my dirty secret, I mean, yeah. It just is a worry. It's a real worry, like you say. If you're suddenly making these massive changes and it's so erratic and you're also... Last night, if you're a senior player and you were not picked and you've missed out to these other players that have come in, squad players mm. from nowhere, and the result hasn't really turned it round, no. is that going to cause more discontent? It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it, if you look at the performance of Jacola and your Manoni... Oh, Manoni's a complete professional, but you do look at that and think, would I have done better? Yeah. Yeah. Just, probably yeah. could think yes <laughs> yeah I don't I don't disagree there at all I just it's just odd that I mean like you're saying Jacob that Holmes hasn't been in a squad no he's not no. been anywhere near he hasn't been in the league cup he, one I don't no. think at all he hasn't been no. around the total surprise team. yes so yeah. and then what you've got by putting him in the team is you've got Liam Moore and Gunter who are going to go I've got to worry about him now mm. as well as what I'm doing as, and Yakoda's got to, sp- to speak to him as well and keep yeah. him going and mm. you, they won't they'll take focus away from their own jobs where I think it was the ideal game for Blackett to come in to be honest with you I think I would have had him in there as part of the three at the back because he, he can do that he can do three at the back yeah, if you have three at the back you to, might lose out in someone like oh, Barry that's we, the problem we've seen before when Stan drops someone they don't tend to play for a while yes. and he's quite ruthless like that and um, but for me it's it's detrimental because at a time of the season when you know all the noises from the club have been oh you know we've got to get together we've got to steal ourselves a run in we've got to all come together as one or some other vacuous nonsense and you know get to the end of the season that's completely flown in the face of what Stan did last night where he said right you're on the naughty step you're on the naughty step you're on the naughty step and instead that's bringing a 17 year old from the academy and I said to um, Paul on the podcast a couple of weeks ago um, we should be looking to utilise the academy, you know, as a breath of fresh air. But I didn't mean Tom Holmes, you know, because no. that's a real wild card. That's that a real really surprise. I mean, I, I consider myself a, quite a large Reading fan, as you guys are, mm. but I've never heard of him. I mean, I was that, that's the, that's, I was that's, at be school with Tom's brother. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Rob, Rob Holmes. Um, I hope you've remembered more of your A-level history than I have. Um, <laughs> but um, all I know about Tom is entirely through him uh, and not everyone will have been to school <laughs> with the same bloke I've been to school with so um, in fact it made me laugh on the official club Twitter last night they had to put out a tweet saying "Oh, would you like to get to know the centre-back who's starting in this uh, league fixture here's a brief fact file on this 17 year old was that for the supporters or his teammates but it was, <laughs> but it's, uh, they were all given flashcards yeah. before the game this is this everyone is Tom. meet Tom <laughs> Tom's going to be playing tonight no but it seems completely mad to me and it's, a, it's an unnecessary distraction I think it's a real kick up the bum for um, Blackett and Alori, mm. but whether it's a useful one or not, I'm really not sure. No, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I think Tom uh, Holmes, I feel like I know him now. <laughs> I feel that he had a very nervous start, yeah. which is understandable because mm. when you read on the official site today, Adam LaFondra was one of his heroes. Now, Adam LaFondra saw this young 17 year old play and he thought, that is mm. who I'm going to hang around. Because yeah. <laughs> well, that's what he would do, yeah. as anyone would have expected with any common sense. And he did make a big mistake 
quite near the beginning of the match and nearly let Nafondra in. Mm-hmm. But he did develop slowly as the game went on and we became more compact in the second half because we weren't giving away many chances at all because mm-hmm. we just weren't attacking. <clears throat> so I think we should stick with him maybe. I'm not sure he should play against Leeds because that does slightly oh, concern yeah, me. Yeah. But I do think he's 17 years old and I think I've seen some negative things about him and I think, hang on, he's a young kid, he's yeah. an academy player, he's a Reading fan mm. and he's come on the pitch and as he left the pitch and disgraced himself, no, not no. at all. No, not at all. So I think we have to, if you're going to say we're going to have academy players, you have mm. to accept that sometimes they're not always going to work out. I think if Stan has been bold enough to start him in a league fixture, in a six-pointer, he should be bold enough to keep faith with him. Um, because like you say Paul he did nothing really last night to for any of us to think God we absolutely can't pick him mm. again but the worry is it stems has he just used him as a message right and that's that's going to that's going to kill his confidence mm. for the Could future be. if he comes back in oh yeah. I'm just here to as a some sort of point proven by Stam. Mm. It um, could well that's, be. That, that's bad. That's not, that's not good. I, I don't know. We only know when we see the team or the next he, few yeah. teams. I think you should keep him in. Yeah. Um, purely because, like you said, he did nothing wrong. That second half, I didn't notice no. him, which no. is a good thing. Because yeah, exactly. I shouldn't notice the defenders. Or he, really. should at least be, <laughs> yeah. he should at least be in or around the squad. Because if Stam decides not to start him against Leeds... And but wants to keep him around the place, he's got to then completely remove one of either Blackett or Elori from the bench, mm. potentially, because you can't have three defenders on that. Don't forget Elphick's back soon as well. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, we, I'd completely forgotten about Elphick. He's the forgotten yes. man. Yes, because Elphick yeah. is obviously, I mean, you would assume he's going to come straight back. I think he's about to once he's mm. fit. Yeah. About two weeks away, I think, he's, he's from, right. from yeah. training, I think. But uh, So, all of this, in all of this that we've been talking about, points towards the fact that we are not going to have a consistent team from now and the end of the season. Again, it's no, absolutely but not. We haven't had that. It's not Sam's way. No, it's not Sam's way. No, but um, still, I mean, oh, I don't want to talk about last season. But how do we finish third? Yeah, yeah. With completely inconsistent team selections. I think it was honestly. I think it was the element of surprise. Not just surprise for teams in the table around us, but we surprised the pundits. The fans were surprised. I think we were all just the overall. Stunned, yeah, yes, and it felt like a real whirlwind in a way, mm. and it's completely far removed from now. Where because that all feels like it happened so quickly, the exact opposite's happened now. Because now you find his present day Reading, where every game feels like a chore, feels like a slog. It feels like this season's just dragged on forever, you know. And yes. um, it's pretty, uh, pretty bleak. It is, is, is and like you say, like whirlwind. It was momentum. Mm. And we've got the complete opposite momentum. Yeah. Last season, it's Can't almost impossible not to win games, it seemed. Mm. We gave away chances in virtually every game for teams to score at home and get that last-minute equaliser. Mm. Yeah. But it didn't happen. But let's not talk about last season. <laughs> let's not go there. It didn't happen. So, I don't think, in conclusion, I don't think anyone, any of us think that was a positive result last night. No, it can't I, be. And no, I think really. that's why, I mean, you'll probably agree with me, Nathan. I, I just was absolutely incensed with Stam after the game. Oh. For him for him to straight away start beating the drum and say, great point, positive result, really important point for us. And just. He's uh, a, he's a, he, the thing is, it's just ridiculous what he's saying because I think um, Della asked him about, have you been to watch Bolton play? Mm. Have you ever scouted them and stuff like that? He goes, oh, I've been watching um, three matches of theirs recently and we knew what they were going to do. So, okay, then why haven't you made a game plan yeah. that's going to work for us to combat that then? Because Parkinson, then, Parkinson then said that they were each trying to call each other's bluffs and try and work out how the other team was going to uh, set up. And rubbish. It's just, it's, you know um, how 
Bolton set up. They've got two absolute cart horses in midfield <laughs> in, in, in Henry and um, Prattley. Who are sounds like a solicitor's yeah. firm, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Henry and Prattley. They're very fortunate to be playing the level they are, um, and it's not difficult. Honestly, it's not difficult to combat. Prattley and Henry, the combat, the crime-fighting duo. Take, a, I'd take, a, I'd take the gruesome twosome of Henry and Prattley in our midfield at the moment. I'd honest. take both of them ahead of Vanderburg. Oh, quite comfortably. Oh yes, yes. oh yes. They know the league yeah. and they put the foot in at the right moment and get away with it and yeah. not get sent off. Yeah. Don't, think, don't think I'm advocating use of Vandenberg. This podcast is not We do not, we do not condone Joey Vandenberg on this. No, that is. Although, maybe as a left back. He tried that once, do you remember? Actually, whilst we're still on the subject of last night and you know what on earth happened, um, we one person we haven't mentioned at all is Pella Clement. Yes, I the, was going to mention yeah. him actually. Yeah, I thought actually, I know this is uh, something that people, he's a real kind of um, Marmite figure, one could say. Oh, yeah. I thought a right back, he was okay. I thought he was okay. Was he amazing? No, he wasn't again. But did he come off the pitch and you think, oh, that was shocking? Because sometimes when I've seen him recently, yeah, he's been pretty lost. <laughs> he's been completely I lost. I put out a particularly mean tweet towards the beginning of the season suggesting that he'd won a competition to come across as like a foreign exchange student and, yeah. play, and play at Reading Football Club for the year. Um, and I agree with you. I didn't get that impression last night necessarily, but I still don't know his best position. No, still no. don't know his best position. And my the biggest issue I have with playing him at right back last night, Pella Clement, is I think actually Mick Gooding hit the nail on the head last night. No, wait, it wasn't Mick Gooding. Little. It wasn't. It was Glenn Little. God, how how did I confuse those two? What one was one of the finest Very wingers we ever had? I know. Yeah. Uh, a man on a galloping horse would tell the difference. Um, no, so you when you're struggling like we are, you've got to play players in their favoured position. You've got to. You know, instead we're putting square pegs in round holes. And last night you had Gunter, a right back at left back. You had Clement who, well, God knows what he is, mm-hmm. at right back. You had... Where was George Evans playing last night? Uh, I don't know. I, if you want to tell us, George, that... I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was in the Vandenberg as, Well, it's... it's. I mean, I, I couldn't see a clear shape. And I know right. shape matters mm-hmm. less and less in the modern game and whatever, but it just harks back to mm-hmm. like not having this overruling plan, especially with Clement. You're not telling me that Stam planned to play Clement no. there long term the, the one no. defence no, I no, gave no, to no. Sam last night is he didn't have a left back mm. at all yeah because um, uh, the only one he had, could have had was Black Richards and was out we don't know how that works no. um, so we didn't have Richards we didn't have Bakuna wasn't playing for whatever reason yeah. um, so you didn't really have much choice other than playing three at the back or you no. put a gun to left back last night but and what and tonight Watson's injured he's someone who could have played right back potentially Yeah. so it's I don't blame him for that one, but no, no, Clement's not a right back. No, um, like no, Sam no. was trying to say, trying to elude that he's had some sort of 
history as a right yeah, back. Yeah, he was talking <laughs> but, about. Um, he's been saying how he's he's known Paolo Clement since he was a fetus and he, <laughs> in the Ajax academy, and he was some born right back, some natural right back. To be I fair, Jacob, I think at Ajax they are actually taken straight from the <laughs> <Yeah. room>. put, <laughs> put put straight into a petri dish yes, and like exactly. installed with right back genes. Yeah, it's like right, it? this is who you are it's now. YDF there is going to be yeah. the Ajax S- petri dish. Yeah. Subject two four Z one, also known as Pella Clement. Yeah. You are going to be a right back. For yeah, exactly. Right. Some of them end up like Van Basten. <laughs> and we're going to call you Pella. Yeah. <laughs> the way it works out, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. I think um, Clement. He probably will play in that position again on Saturday, won't he? I think oh, no, 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 no. God no. help us all. Bakuda's yeah. got to come back in shortly. Yeah, sorry, where was Bakuda? I don't know. His car was there, he was there. He was I don't there. know what, what was wrong with him. I heard nothing about him being has, injured. Has or... anyone, can somebody no. listening to the podcast confirm for us that Leandro Bakuna is okay? <laughs> He was if there, Jacob. Was, he was, was there. Yes, yeah, he was there in, at the ground, well, definitely. Nathan's seen him, so I believe Nathan, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I think he's all right. And he can't park, by the way. It's, That's the different thing. <laughs> 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 so now we've got bushwashing, <laughs> <laughs> and now we've got car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, what you were saying earlier about libel. Um, <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if Bikina's lawyers are listening, I'm just Oh, no, that's fair comment. Trust me. He's going to stand up in court on that, so it's okay. Trust me. So, yeah, let's move that one on. I think feel my bank account just emptying in a second. Yeah. Move on to uh, EPR, so three. So I asked straight after the match, sum up your feelings about that performance. And uh, Andrew Wynn said a lack in midfield. Uh, midfield was a bit, like you're mm. saying, there was no obvious shape, was no. there? And it was so confusing. Chris Lash said there's three worse sides. So I think he slightly changed the question. But yeah, Chris, mm. thank you for that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's I, a keep, I keep valid. hearing this all season. Yeah. There's three worst teams. Well, there are at the moment. There are at the moment. moment. Eventually, there won't be if we carry on like this. Well, well, I yeah. don't know. At the moment. There might be two worst to, sides, but not three. They had something like two months almost in 18th yes. position. Mm. It's consistent. Quite incredible. I was um, speaking to our good friend Jonathan Lowe on the uh, on a rival uh, podcast uh, for, well, get ready. <laughs> Um, and he made the observation look where we are at the moment it's fine if we stay here I'm not convinced we are why is it fine yeah well, well it is well fine in terms of relegation it fine at the beginning of the season mm. no way but we have to accept where we are as in it's not going to change now no no. and we don't want it to stay like that and it is kind of unacceptable I understand what you're saying but Players aren't suddenly going to kick into five or six wins on the trot. That's no, not going to happen. No, it's not. I mean, we have yeah. not strung together more than two all season, so yeah. we're not going to become world beaters overnight. We um, did have that glory spell against Derby and Nottingham Forest, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. The glory we days. Did. The glo- wow, Seven goals in two games. Wow. wow. Oh, pinch me now. That <laughs> is just, um, yeah. But back to the question of our midfield. Um, it's lightweight. It really is. And... I know people say it's like a really easy thing to say, you know, having a lightweight midfield. I mean, I think our midfield's composed, you know, mainly of Weetabix at the moment. You know, we've got um, George Evans played last night and he's always a bit soft in in the tackle. I like George Evans, but he's not, you know, a destroyer type midfielder. Feel a bit, feel a bit bit, bit weird. He's he's not a destroyer. Um, (laughs) 
Vandenberg wasn't playing, and he is a destroyer, but he's also many other things. <laughs> he destroys um, us. Yeah, <laughs> he destroys my soul. He's soul destroying, yeah. ball destroying. Mm. Um, and uh, Swift's made of glass. Yeah, um, totally, and his hamstrings can't, not, can't be allowed on a coach, can he? No, totally. No, well, no, 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 yeah, no, coach no, no, travels no, no. far too much of an exertion for him. Yeah. Um, so, really, we, we do not have a consistent midfield. I mean, Kelly's tenacious. And Kelly is often the most likely to look like instigating something, but even he has the odd silly moment. Yes. I mean, like last night, that back pass of his. Yes. Um, so, and our one consistent midfielder who we did have for a few years has now gone, and that's Danny Williams, and now he's one of Huddersfield's better players mm. in the league above. Mm. So all season the midfield hasn't really worked for us, and it's crucial because the way that Stan wants to play having the majority of the ball, dictating play, that does not work if your midfield is not working because you've got no link between the defence and the attack. You really struggle to get the ball back. Um, it's it's a real failing of ours at the moment. I think last night exhibited that. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. And also, the, the three players are not used to playing with each other at no. all. No. We're just throwing random teams in. I mean, I mean he has got a random team generator. We know yeah. that. I so... Mean, yeah, sorry. No, yeah, so I think Neil brought um, he brought his notepad um, a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? And showed us that there was the, the, the midfield three makeup each week. And they were, yeah, they were yeah, never yeah, the same. Great. And I think I told Neil he yeah. needs to get out of for, for such a uh, for such a visual. Hello, Neil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there he is. Uh, he's, he's listening. Um, he's, not, he's got his notepad out right now. Nice well, midfield three. I mean, what I would say Neil is for a, such a visual medium as the podcast, you know, which is all ears and it no eyes. It was off mic. It was after the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say that makes it worse. If anything, so, for the listeners at home, look at my notepad. I think uh, yeah. he tweeted something about it today. Maybe <laughs> I have to like put that on EPR. I don't know. It wasn't that great. <laughs> We'd have Neil's lawyers onto us after the show, now, you know? Yeah. No. So the last one of that was from uh, Neil Warren which was Bolton were better which I think we all agree yeah yep. hands down um, it's, it's if they'd got the first goal that would have been it yes, I'm quite so, yeah. I'm quite convinced of that I'd say the only game that surprised me recently in that regard was Derby Derby, Derby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. where we actually showed a little bit of bite a little bit of yeah. nibble and we just regressed the form last night really I mean if, if we'd conceded that first goal that would have been curtains for us and um, Lafondra should have had a couple in the first half mm. um, and uh, it's it's a blessing if anything that um, Barra got the first goal for us totally it was against the run of play I mean mm. uh, but we take it don't we we have to take any mm. points at the moment oh yeah it's going to be from here to the end of the season it's going to be a scrap yeah. and that's what makes it all the more baffling for me to think that we gained a point on our rivals last night yeah you know? it doesn't make any we, sense does it? how we actually in a slightly better position mm, than yeah. when we started Which how is, is this happening crazy I mean I, was, was it Chris Lash that said about the um, you know only there needing to be three worst yes. teams at the moment you've got Sunderland Burton Birmingham Birmingham have got a new manager. Yeah. Burton can throw out the odd surprise yes, result, and Sunderland and Sunderland. So, all it will take is for one of them to have some sort of bounce effect, and you know who knows. I mean, how many games have we got left, folks? Ten. ten uh, is it ten or twelve? Yeah, yeah. I think it yeah. Might. I think we got eleven because so got that, yeah. It's game. it's no foregone conclusion. I mean, I have I I still think we might be in trouble. I honestly do. Oh, uh, I definitely yeah. do. Yeah. I, I think our the season, season is nowhere near done. Like you say, Gary Monk has come into Birmingham and whatever we think of him as a manager, he doesn't need to do much. No. 
He just needs to get three wins. Yeah. They haven't got and a bad team on paper. Real pressure. And mm. these players that we've got have not shown any backbone for no. a fight at the moment. Yeah, not I, really. I think I, I say that, not all of them, but most of them haven't mm. shown any. Mm. Yeah. Our, our relegation will, or lack of will come down to QPR at home and Sunderland at home, I think. Mm. Well, Sunderland match is going to yeah. be horrible. I think that's the, those are the two. If we win those two, we're fine. I think I would, we need I would more. say. How many points have you got now? 35? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, I'm a fantasist by nature, but last game of the season, I see it's Cardiff. And Away. I have just constructed this situation in my head where Cardiff need to... <laughs> no, no. no, I've now realised where you're going. Steady. Um, <laughs> Cardiff will need to win to get automatic promotion and we will need to win to stay up. Can you imagine... Oh, Warnock would be. Can insane. you imagine? I mean, that is blockbuster stuff, people. Yeah. I mean, Sky Sports. I, if you're listening, you know that you might want to book that we picture can't, out we early. Leader on. Regardless of their league position, they will be. Yeah, I looked at that game uh, earlier. I was looking through the uh, upcoming fixtures, and I thought, wow, if we go into that game needing anything, a point, or even not to lose by more than mm. two goals, something crazy like that. We are going to be in serious trouble. We need to be Home safe by then. That. We yeah. must be because yeah. otherwise, yeah, it's, it's only going one way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's move on to one player who is uh, slightly splitting the fans. Uh, may, maybe it's fair to say that a majority of them uh, are not big fans of him, Mister Luco. So, what do we think of his contribution? In the last few months. I think I'll let Nathan take this one. Oh, thanks, Jacob. Thank you for that. Um, I've I've said it before on this podcast. I don't like attacking players, unless I have to. And this guy is an absolute disgrace. And he should not be wearing a Reading shirt. Any clothes. Um, Because he doesn't... I mean, if you think of the players that come before him, and this guy is our record signing. I don't believe we paid £7 million for him. That's that's a joke. I don't believe Um, that. But he is our record signing. I believe that for for a fact. Um, And some of the players that have come before him on the wing, Glenn Little, Kebe, it wouldn't be fit to clean their boots. Right? This guy, the lack of effort he puts in on the football pitch is something else. And it's painful to watch him play he was awful last night he was shocking of the whole game and it's he's had long enough now to turn it round I can't really I, you can't it was, play him it was very bad last night I mean when that chance we were talking about earlier from Kelly when the back pass that initially comes from Aluku just being yeah. pushed off the ball by yeah. nothing but, did he but then not it? tracking back yeah. at all <laughs> exactly. yeah, and like yeah. we all three of us at the same time said well what did he do after that yeah. because nothing. You know, whereas he had a player in the past like Danny Williams that would give the ball away often but then run the length of the pitch to get it back and you can never accuse in. him of not putting effort in no. Danny Williams but with Aluku he's at the other end of the spectrum where I mean god I listen to uh, because I'm a sadist I listened to the highlights from Radio Barks last night and I thought that um, Tim Deller was going to have an aneurysm. He was I mean, really going for it. My God. I mean, I'm, he, by his own admission last night, said in the past, you know, with Matty Vidra having played for his, a couple of seasons ago, he might have been a bit critical, <laughs> to, put, <laughs> to put it mildly. But I'll tell you what, like, he had to have a cooling down period. Yeah. He had to say, AD, take over for a bit 
because if I don't stop now, I'm going to say something I regret live on air. And that is a professional commentator. Fan Which, of Reading, but a yeah, professional. Quite incredible, because at one point during the Vidra saga, he actually said if he, if he was a dog, he'd, he'd be put, put down. down. That was, that yeah. was, yeah. So to Which be was, in the worst mode with yeah, the players... It's I mean, quite something. I, I'm not sure how much it means to anyone. It doesn't mean that much to me, but I like to see an apology from a player when they're awful. A lot of our players do. Mm. He doesn't. He never has done. No. And there was an interview with Della a, a couple of weeks ago where he was coming out with some all sorts yeah, of bizarre gone. things. He, um, and he was quite like... He's um, was something along the lines of the it. fine margins. Mm. So we has into has anyone... Uh, this is a bit niche. Has anyone seen <laughs> the film Get Out? Because no. I thought that the spirit of Nigel Atkins had been transplanted <laughs> into... Uh, <laughs> into oh, Sonia Lincoln's <laughs> body because he was saying stuff like um, he was saying stuff like we have to control the controllables yeah. we have to <laughs> work the margins we have to keep oh. we have to keep working he's, hard he's using business and I'm like oh my god like, <laughs> didn't he all the league position doesn't matter but that's bonkers wake up and <laughs> smell the coffee man and then he wouldn't <laughs> disclose when he saw the owners last and yeah, it, was most was it was just bizarre. It and was I mean, strange. he doesn't seem strange. to take any responsibility for what he does on the football pitch. He doesn't seem bothered by anything. The, and that's what annoys me. But about him. the thing is, I would say that's exactly the same about Yabstone. Yeah, uh, well, it, exactly. It's his exact type of player in that Aluko is emblematic and totemic, really, of a lot of the problems we have as a team, in that he refuses to take responsibility. He will never go above and beyond. He does not look like he wants to be here. No. And he will never fess up or apologise. No. You know? And little things like that, even one of those four things, can go a hell of a long way with the fans. And I think if he'd shown at least one of those things, if not last night, but at some point over the season, people would be a hell of a lot more forgiving with him. We wouldn't have to dedicate an entire segment yeah. on this podcast needs, to how much of a disappointment be, It needs to be said, though, because when you cost that much money... You have a certain responsibility to put in the effort to repay the club mm. that's bought you, to me. And who looks like the record signing, Barrow or Luca? Well, he, I mean, the, it, it, the begs the, it begs the bigger question. When is a football club, when have Reading Football Club ever really profited from spending a lot of money on one player? No. We never, never have. Never. We've no, all our supposed record signings. You had Aluko, and then before Aluko, you had Ilori. Before Ilori, you had well, it was MS Faye, MS wasn't it? Uh, yes, Greg I mean, Halford. We spent a lot of money on yeah. Vidra's loan fee. Karachek, Karicho. Well, he was he was peanuts. He was quite cheap. But then, as well, really, I think the most money we've spent on someone and really got someone out of him was Adrian Mariapa, and he lasted a season and then popped off. You know, I suppose one thing about Greg Halford: did we actually make a tiny profit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The days of Nicky Hammond, amazing. Hammond was a blooming wizard. I mean, if you can get a profit out of Greg Halford, you can. Yeah. Wow. Turn One water thing, into uh, wine. Yeah. Quickly uh, changing that topic there. Nicky Hammond, we used to see during the bad times. I haven't seen Brian Teverden for a long time. No. He no. turned up no. the game the other week. No, but we haven't heard from him. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. You, won't, you won't hear from him anymore. No. I, mean, I do remember even when we were dreadful, and there has definitely been a few cases. If, we, if we're on the subject of recruitment, you know, as an extension of talking about Aluko, yeah. um, an excuse that previous Reading managers have used in the past is this isn't my team. You know, this is not, I have not brought many of these players in. I'm making the most of the hand I've been dealt. With Stan, that is not the case. We've already covered on this podcast before, he's been given a lot of time. 
He's also been given more financial freedom than any Reading manager in history. Mm-hmm. He's constructed entirely his own squad to the style of play that he wishes to play. And um, it's it's not working. Now, this is his team. And if he, who has brought these players in to fit a template, can't get these players playing, no one else can. No one else can. He's got no excuse either. No, he and has it's, no excuse. And it's, it's really... Um, it's really quite remarkable, actually, how you can spend that much money on bringing in in excess of 15 players and then have to resort to playing a 17-year-old from the academy who's never featured for us. It's really quite damning, I think. Well, and, I think um, the most damning thing is that he's signed all those players that we've, we all know that he signed in the summer and he's had to change his complete style of play hmm. to get us out of a situation that we look like we could actually go down and he doesn't want to change that and no. he makes, stresses the point mm. in the interview last night I don't like to play like that no, he's, he, he almost sounded almost disappointed to, didn't yeah, he? he did he's almost trying to remove himself from any responsibility yeah. again yeah. again he said um, I, I quote he said it wasn't El Clasico and he sounded disappointed by that I was like <laughs> does he really think yes. that Bolton versus Reading in the Skybet Championship in England on a Tuesday night with 9,000 people in the crowd is going to be the equivalent of El Clasico. But nine, yeah. don't worry about 9,000 people because they're all at home watching TV. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, because yeah. Stam's always wanted yeah. so many of our fans to yeah. go. He cares. He's very encouraging. Yeah. He cares, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was a pretty miserable segment. But, um, yeah, but ultimately, Aluko's... Back, back to Aluko. Yeah. For me, he has to go in the summer. I, th- mm. well, I think he wants to go. We well, have to. I don't know that. Whatever body language yeah. tells me that he's whatever, thinking, mm, why am I yeah. here? Whatever tiny amount of money we can get back for him is a bonus. Just We have to just say, look, it's not worked. But again, the work frustration with him is as well, we played Fulham more than any other team last season yeah. and we know what he can do he's as a good. player. He's good. Because he was constantly, in the four times he played Fulham last season, he was a threat. It was a constant threat. I mean, we yes. played Fulham, I think, maybe four and a half times last season because yeah. we had one game mm. fogged off. And he he was always dangerous. He, he is a, the typical example of a fair-weather player. Mm. He will do it for you if you're on a roll and you're at the top of the league. He cannot do it down the bottom. No. He's, he goes, he hides. He's a, he's a hider. That's what he is. But I remember seeing him in the first few months of being at the club and he seemed to have amazing close control. Yeah. Really looked that like That goal he scored against Derby. Derby. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's just drifted away I mean who knows it's just a combination of events that we don't know off the pitch yeah, or, yeah. Could but be he's the, lost it completely but the problem is with the loco now we've got no one else no, yeah, well that's it that's no exactly one. what I was going to say no in that so, everyone we've sl- we can slag him off as much yes. as we like but we've gone from having a surplus of wingers we've gone from having more wingers than we can play to having not enough wingers in the space of two months yes. that's bonkers we sold beer in the Vitessa we we loaned Popper to um, the Middle East, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, we can bash Aluko as much as we want, but nobody's coming in to replace him. Nobody. Nobody. And I remember Stapp last night on the radio, he, I can only kind of imply from what he was saying, he sounded a bit upset that nobody came in hmm. as a replacement for those players leaving. Because that's left him in a real position. Obviously, Gareth McCleary getting injured. Hmm. Of that extent, you would have not predicted. But... He's not a player who you can rely on injury-wise. No, obviously. No, and for a few, for a little while now. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, I know last season we had, he, McCleary had a brilliant 
season. Yeah. But he's never been someone you think, oh, he's going to be fit long term. He's not a gunter. No. He's, he's not a gunter. But who is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there is only one. Yeah. We, we have got one winger that's coming back very, very slowly from injury. Ah. Who we who you can't necessarily trust to last more than three minutes, but he is a winger. He is a winger. Yeah. Counts Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. He, he played thirty minutes the other night. He did. If he, he did. comes, if he comes yeah. in and fires up the table and whatever else, I personally will. Well, no, don't guarantee. Don't promise. No, here anything. we go. I've done this before. I will. <laughs> well, and so have I. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, podcast naked. I. <laughs> I would have done before I stopped myself. I would have said I would have chiselled out the stone myself to construct a massive statue of him outside the mega store. Wow. Does, because, does, um, does the leg keep falling well, off? Though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an, an injury-prone statue. Yes. I think you'd have to do one of Stormzy as well next to yeah. <laughs> I feel like an injury-prone statue is a good metaphor for our current squad as a whole, yeah. to be honest. Oh, yeah. Didn't did Paul McShane put something on Instagram? I don't follow him or anything. Of a yeah. picture and a whole bunch of crutches. Yeah, he did. Yeah, an entire <laughs> pile of crutches in the physio room. Yeah, it's kind of sum up. The one thing that we can't deny... Um, injuries we have been quite unlucky this season oh, yeah. from day one yes. I mean against QPR we had 10 senior players out yes which you know that's day one of the season and you're already down to slim pickings from the yeah. squad and it hasn't all been muscle injuries and no. things mm. that you think oh is this kind of a training issue mm. been incidents on the pitch and just freak yeah. accidents people non-contact Elphick was almost a non-contact yeah. one I mean, wasn't it McCleary lasted 30 seconds against Derby I yeah, mean yeah. I know the pitch was hard and frozen whatever else but 30 seconds that's nothing and it? he broke his but, ankle from that I mean that's, I mean, that's a horrible injury isn't it yeah, to do that. God. I, was re- I was reading his Instagram he didn't even think it was broken he was going to play on and as soon as he tried to run on it it just went yeah, no, gone. Yeah, I mean, this is a man who played with a broken back. Yeah, yeah, so, and yeah. played with a broken back, having like played, you know, championship football and an international tournament for yeah. however, yeah, like, you know, with the Gold thing. Cup in Jamaica. But I think so one of his yeah. best ever goals, mm. broken back against Burnley. Yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe that's the trick. Maybe we should go around with a hammer and individually break the backs of every <laughs> Reading player in this team, and they'll become world beers and they'll I score worldies every week. Cheap joke about you wouldn't be able to find if they had a spine. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow! Yeah. But, um, oh, but you know. I'm not going to do that because that's you just cheap. That. No, irresponsible hosting. You can no. hear the lawyers <laughs> As circling. As host, I have to be responsible. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, basically, what we're saying is Sona Loco, whatever we think of him, he's just going to stick in that team, isn't he, really? Because mm. we've got no other options. Nothing. At all. I mean, there could be an academy player, but I don't know any academy players, to be honest. So I don't. It's, it's fine. We'll find out on Saturday when yeah. the next The, yeah, the, the Twitter account will post a helpful fact file yeah. about uh, up and coming academy winger, nameless. Um, yeah, well, before us. The next door neighbour, he's a 16 year old kid. He might be playing. Yes. <laughs> and if you're listening to this podcast and you think you can play on the wing for Reading FC, it's like get in those, touch. There's <laughs> injury problems. Yeah. It's like one of those Tannoy announcements when a referee gets injured. Yeah. And so if anyone's a qualified referee, come on down. <laughs> yeah. Because anyone is better than Sean Ialuko, So Well, I hope he proves it's all wrong, but yeah, it's looking like a long shot at the moment. Yeah. It really is. Because yeah. not only as a player, any club, doesn't matter what team is, you've got to put the effort in. Mm. And his confidence is so sharp, he just doesn't know what he's doing on the pitch anymore. He I, doesn't want the ball. No. He doesn't want to receive I, the ball. He just oh it's just on, horrible viewing. On the a previous podcast when it came down to selecting our favourite team, you posed the question, who would you rather play, McCleary or Aluko? And now, you can't play McCleary, because he's broken. And 
I said at the time I'd play Aliko over McCleary because he's more likely to make something happen. But I don't think that's the case now. I think no. he's, like many other people in this team, that he's a passenger. Yes, he's mm. a passenger. This team has yeah. too many passengers and not enough leaders, and I think he epitomises that. And yeah, he's, and he's a senior player. He's thirty years old. He's been there and done it with Hull in the Premier League, Fulham in the playoffs, and he's not shown any of that. No, for no, I agree. But he take, and, takes uh, a great corner though. Hmm. Yeah, takes <laughs> <laughs> a great corner. Oh no, no, don't do that, Nath. That was that's just destroyed me. That has yeah. Oh, I'm God. having Vietnam War flashbacks <laughs> to his corners against Derby now, but no, uh, it is a real problem, and I don't quite sure how we can solve it. Really, I think we're just going to have to persevere. I mean, the only thing I can see happening is playing Bodvarsson on the wing, which has happened previously. It has, and I think that is going to be something that's incoming soon. Mm. That is my thought about that. You know, what do you think? You know who we. In terms of winger options or even defensive options in general, the one player who I think would be a solution to all of this is Jordan Obita. Yes. And another yeah. player who has been injured. Yeah, yeah, God. The yeah, thought, he's caused so many problems, yeah, hasn't he? The yeah. thought of Jordan Obita in this team is like dreaming of having a mojito on a beach somewhere mm. hot because that's just the perfect solution to everything at this moment in time because if he was regular at left back all season, we wouldn't have to be faffing about with... Um, you know, Chris Gunter at left back, Blackett, Blackett at left back, Riches we've had there, yeah, um, having to shunt Clement to right back yeah. and all this, you know, he, he would have been a regular fixture. And barring that, if there's an injury to forward line, stick a beater on the wing because, you know, after all, he was a winger for a few years. He so, can play on the wing, yeah. Yeah. So um, if you're listening, Jordan, we miss you. Get well soon. Love you. Um, and it's it's pretty miserable. Yeah. It, is, it is pretty miserable. So let's move on to some questions then. People have uh, sent in. Thanks for sending them in. So Hugh has said, if we stay up this season, what changes would you like to see over the summer at the club signing style of play? Mm. I think we could lose a lot of players. A lot mm. of players. We've probably gone through a lot of them, haven't we? Yeah. Kind of players who we want to. I think style of play. What kind of style of play do we want to see? It would depend on who the manager is. Um, but just talking um, hypothetically, which one would you like to see? We have to play how we used to play, I think. The Reading, the Reading way was slightly more the direct. Way. So, <laughs> there there <laughs> the was a way, way we used to play, though. We used to be direct couple. and fast. Yeah, we used couple. to be quite fast. Yeah. Um, intensive running effort that's all, that's all we want to see I think yeah. yeah we want to see that we want to see I'd like to see two up front just basic football football's quite an easy game if you're if you do it the right way if you try and be clever with all these different team selections formations I don't do it just be consistent yeah. that's I, all I want to see I think in terms of what I'd like to see is because I, I don't think we should completely tear up what we got at the moment as awful as it is because the club from the bottom down from the academy to the top you know management wise team is now built and set up to play Stam's variety of football whatever that is and if that's the framework in place we should make the most of that and so if if it were down to me I'd get someone in other than Stam that can mix in that style of football but with a bit of pragmatism and a bit of common sense and also someone who's not afraid to have an actual viable plan B yes. we just need to add an extra dimension to the way we're playing instead of completely starting from square one because mm. otherwise you know we we are going to have to start again with the recruitment 
with whoever comes in and whatever. And people might say it's not such a bad thing at this moment in time, but if we want to build or continue building, which we haven't done this year, we need to add another dimension, not just start again. What I, th- what I think will happen realistically is uh, even if Stam does go, we'll get in someone who plays the same way and it was going to do my head in. I, yeah, I remember yeah, the, the our Thai owner who went off and bought Oxford recently said yes. that his second choice for the job oh, yeah, was the, uh, um, behind Yapstam mm-hmm. is now the current Ajax manager. And to me, that signals an intent that, like it or not, this is the way that the higher-ups somehow want to play or want to set up the club to be. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. the slight opposite to you. I would like them all to go and start, start again. I think we have to start again because you've got nothing to lose by starting again. Mm. I think... Um, I think Teverden will go. I think Stan will definitely go. I've I've actually bet a football shirt on it. Have you? Um, yes. For for anyone listening to the podcast, if you follow the podcast, you you'll go. be in. You'll be in for. You're going to be quids in. Um, follow the Twitter account. If mm. Stan's there, come the first day of the season, you can win a football I mean, shirt. I I think you know. Obviously, if we go, he's gone. If if we go down, if we get relegated, he's off along with a lot of the players. Um, and that would be disastrous because then you're looking at unsustainable wages. The Castro One Academy is going to go. You know, bigger teams and as have gone down and never come back up again. So, you know, what manager can we bring in now to have the maximum bounce effect to stop that from happening? I think is the bottom line. I think we should put it in a very simplistic way. I think what fans want to see is the team having the ball more in the opposition half. Yeah, we just spend too much time in our own half. Mm. I think that's. Styles, formations, mm. we could go around that yeah. forever. But I think that is the major problem. Mm. So moving on to the next one, which I think we've covered already from Andrew Wearing, which is, are there a lack of leaders in our team? And mm. is this not aiding our current situation? It's, yeah, well, I think we've covered that, haven't we, yeah. really? Because we've definitely got a lack of leaders. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. I mean, God, you've got Chris Gunter, who... Is Chris Gunter, and you know he, he's not captain. He, though, I mean, he he tries to lead by example, but a bit like a Mackinough character. But he's not someone that I think is like leader of the club. I mean, he's doing his absolute best in the current climate. But aside from him, you know, you have players that I'd like to be leaders, or I think on paper, oh, they might be a leader, like mm. Vandenberg, Aluko, you know, whatever. And I'd say Edwards, yeah, Edwards, yeah, even yeah, the experienced but, player. But, None of them, you know, it's quite quiet. They, though, is... they make the right noises off the pitch, but they don't show any of it on the pitch. No, you know. So I honestly, I, I, mean, I I think we have leaders on paper, but not in practice. Andrew, I think I think Elphick's got potential when he's yeah. back in. I, I think on, in the thirty minutes we saw him, he was trying to really organise things. He was very vocal. He was just what we needed, and then poor fella collapses down injured over, with yeah. no contact I think he's yeah. going to make a big difference when he comes back hmm. yeah what kind of state is he going to be in though that's yeah. the worry isn't one it? leg yeah, yeah. exactly it's going to be on a worry, isn't it? Yeah. so the net last one we got from John Hyde is uh, would you swap two mid-table finishes for last season's playoff final and this nightmare season is staying up this season the deal maker or breaker so would you rather have had no playoff final I can Would kind you rather have hope or no hope? I can kind of see what John's getting at there in that I think Stam's made a rod for his own back in a way by mm. achieving last season, if you can call that an achievement. And we didn't win anything last season. We didn't like, you know, getting to Wembley's not I mean not the be all and end all in itself. It was a marker of progress, but only he hasn't built on it. And that 
that counts against him more than if we just had two consistent seasons. However, as a fan, because I'm not Yapstam and I'm not currently fearing for my job because I'm going to be a Reading fan regardless, if I'm a fan, I do not want to be an Ipswich. I do not want to be no. a club that until the end of time is going to be in the championship and has been in this league for a decade now. I do not want that to happen to Reading. I don't want to be an Ipswich and that might be selfish of me but we've been spoilt for the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean I I said I made a tweet the other day which um, got liked quite a lot but I said look most Reading fans are quite sensible and they don't expect to win leagues they don't expect to win be in the Champions League not even in the Premier League consistently. Champions League would be yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that. like... Which is what Ron Gaulo yeah. said. All, yeah, it was, weren't it? Yeah. All we want to do is have a team that we can be proud to go and support and watch and enjoy it. And we're not getting that at all. That's all. What's the effort? Yeah, mm. that's, all I, that's all I want right now is yeah. effort from every single player. What's the effort and we want to see a plan and we are not yeah. seeing... Oh, there's there's neither. There's no, neither. No, a lot of it stems no from right from the top because yeah. there is no clear plan from the owners. Mm. So I think, John, we're basically a bit undecided on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, if we're, being, if we're putting that into terms we can understand, um, you know, even the, when we underachieved the seasons before last, when we came 17th and 19th, there were games then that we gave a bloody good go in. Yes. A bloody good go in. And, you know, I know 17th isn't mid-table, but, I mean, compare that to where we are now in terms of performances we've seen. I'd take that over this season. I yeah. really, really would, you know. This season's been truly grim because mm. I look at the squad and I think we should be doing better. Mm. I'm not thinking that we should be in the top five or six no, no, no. because we've shown now that mentally they're not very good. But you would expect a few more wins, and you've got to wonder why that is. And but I mean, I think we go down to Yapstam, but we can go through that for hours and hours and yeah. hours. How long have we got? So, <laughs> so let's move on to Leeds on Saturday. So this will be marking uh, over three hundred days since we've last won on a Saturday at the Medeski in a league match. Ooh. So three hundred and five will be exactly. Oh my! So there is a lovely little figure there. Isn't that, it? Uh, that is. Mental. It is. Yeah, that, that is absolutely crazy. bonkers. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Oh and God. we're not bottom. That's the crazy bit. Yeah. How we've not managed to win on a That's Saturday. Disturbing, and not it? even by a bit. The fact that yeah. there are six teams below us in the league and with a stat like that, you know, and having won once in 15 games, you know, if you look at Leeds, I really do. I mean, I know we've beaten Leeds once this season. Yeah, I don't see it happening again. No, nor do I. Nor do I. I think they're going to be too strong for us, and I think they've just got too many experienced players, and they've just got better results this season. Not massively better, but mm. enough to score the first goal and it's done. Mm. I think if they score the first goal against us with that kind of experience, you might as well, might as well just go home. It might be really. No. We won't, but <laughs> you feel like you want to, don't you? Not by choice, but by Sky's um, questionable scheduling of football matches. I've seen a lot of leads, as everyone's. Why, Dave? <laughs> Why, Why do you do it to yourself? Because I like football and unfortunately Leeds are... You don't like Leeds. <laughs> but they're a necessary evil sometimes. Um, <laughs> but they are, they aren't very good at all. Um, no, especially not. recently, they're really struggling to yeah, come to terms off. with what the new manager's trying to get them to do. And I think they've, they're geared up for next season. They've given mm. up on this season, obviously, and they've gone wherever happens now. And the problem with that is they've got nothing to lose on Saturday, so they can come and have a go. Whereas yes. Bolton have got they had quite a lot to lose last night. Yeah. Um, so Leeds will come and be open, which could help us yes. in some ways, I think. Because it won't be as cagey and like Derby did. Derby came to have a go, I think, at that stages yeah, against us. Yeah. Uh, and that helped us. 
The Derby are a specialist breed, aren't they? Well, they I mean, are. I mean, they've just the, got this ability to implode, which they, is just incredible. <laughs> I think before last night, they hadn't won their last, won any of their last five, um, which is, like you say, Paul, classic Derby for this side of the, this yeah. time of the season, you know. Um, but saying that, I think Leeds are a different breed, and I know they're unpredictable, but they will come here with 4,000 fans, which is intimidating enough when you consider we had. 9,000 on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think they, if they get an early goal, they'll steamroll us. I really do. I think yes. they'll absolutely have us because um, our home advantage at the moment is not an advantage. It's a disadvantage. Mm. I mean, we're not good home or away, but I would say I'd rather be playing away at the yeah, moment. Totally. As mad as that sounds. Because totally, you don't have the same cauldron and negativity that the players have to play in at the moment. That's one thing last night because there were so few fans there. I didn't mm. think it was negative. No, I, I thought it was quite it, supportive. Towards we were the end as well. so badly, mm. really. Do, do you know I what I think the crowd really tried mm. to encourage? Do you know what I think helped with that? When you have when you've got a seventeen year old academy kid in the team, I think the crowd mm. are slightly more patient to begin with, at least. Yeah. After that, after he made that mistake, they were quite supportive of him. I think they, that's they true because if someone like Paul mm. Shane had made a mistake, oh yeah, like, that'd oh, be yeah. game over. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I think it helps Stam and the overall atmosphere by including the young mm. kids, but it might mm. not help on the pitch. That's the problem. Yeah. So you got you got to get the fine balance. That's why I think if you're going to take him out, he has to be in the squad at least. Yes. At least he has to be in the squad. You can't drop him all together. That's I ridiculous. Know. I don't know. I suppose yeah, it depends on his homework, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of... Sorry, Tom. <laughs> You're the one probably earning a huge amount of money right now. So. Good luck to you. Just laughing at us doing our podcast. What's you like swim in a bath of yeah. cash? And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in the last six games, I got five points leads, but they did recently beat Brentford, who a team who mm. really. I think it was 1-0, but they kind of battered us, didn't mm. they, in that game, really. We didn't get any joy at all. And what team do you play against Leeds? Ooh. I mean, how many changes do you make? Because I can't see Jacola playing in that game because he was really... He was upsetting me. <laughs> he was really... <laughs> he was, I mean, I'm yeah. sure he was doing his best, but he was really... On crosses, it was frightening. Mm. I'm, I would... Yeah, I'm going to be yapped down for a minute. Oh, um, don't! God, I know. You're going to need it's therapy a, after this. It's a bleak world, um, <laughs> but I, I think he's going to keep your cola. I yeah, don't, I, I think he will. As I well. think he's actually going to keep him. I wouldn't yeah. personally. I no, wouldn't put your cola in. I think he's going to keep Holmes in. I think he will keep him in. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think he'll keep Holmes in. Yeah. I like think Vandenberg's going to come back in for Evans. I know, but what you what you got to do? I think Aluko will keep his place by default. Barrow will obviously yes. keep his place. Yes. Martin, I think Martin I think will keep his place. Yeah, yeah I think so, it's probably three or four. Clement? No. I think, Who would you play though? I think Swift's going to play. But, yeah, but that right back. right back. Oh, a right back. Clement, yeah. Clement's oh, our um, new Bacuna will come star back. right back. No, yeah, Bakuna's going to come back. <laughs> but I don't know what's wrong with Bakuna. It's a weird I think, one, isn't I think punishment. For <laughs> me, I think it just adds to the whole discourse of Stam not having a plan if he then goes and makes another six changes at the weekend because if he makes six changes against Bolton midweek and then reverts back to form on a Saturday it, that makes no sense to me why wouldn't you play all your professionals so called on or like experienced players on, on the Tuesday to give them a bit of momentum you know mm. it's it, I, I, I expect him to make changes because it's Stam mm. 
but I don't want him to make many changes. I mean, if, if you're going to play Holmes on the Tuesday, play him on the Saturday. Yeah. Because he's done nothing to fall out of contention at the moment. I'd like Bodvarsson to start on the wing instead of Aluko, even though it's not his favourite position. I know that's completely contradictory to what I said earlier, but that's the extent to which I dislike Aluko in this team. <laughs> um, and I'd like Martin to start up front, and I would like Barrow to start. But knowing what's been going on recently, he's probably, as we speak, doing his hamstring oh, somewhere. You, imagine if he drops Barrow. Oh, God. Imagine it. Oh, imagine it. No, don't. don't. Can you don't. see it? A bleak world. Oh, no, the problem is I can see it. <laughs> I can see it happening. Can God. You? And I think on that beautiful, upbeat note, I think that's probably time to call it a day, isn't it? So thanks a lot for listening. If you did send in the questions in and I didn't read them out, I apologise. Quite a long show and I don't think you want a three-hour special, do you really? <laughs> Nobody wants that. That, that'll be the relegation special. Yeah, oh, no, no, don't change that. <laughs> 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 he was downbeat enough. <laughs> so thanks a lot for listening and uh, I'll be doing the Periscope and stuff and putting our stuff out on the site. So cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs>